0: ahead and read the word and let's get into it because God has something for us this morning. Are you ready? We're going to have to read that scripture again that we've already read twice. Okay, we're going to read it. Here we go. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives. As their own he who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the mock must respect her husband. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you, Father God, that the moment that you send it out, you begin to hover over it, to watch over it, to perform it, God. I thank you that your word, Father, never returns to you void, Father, but it always accomplishes everything that you send it to do. And so, Father, we thank you for your word this morning. It is the only thing that truly changes us, God. It isn't our will, Father. It isn't another plan. But it is your word, God, that goes deep enough to change the hearts of men and women. And so, Father, we come under that today. I thank you, Father, for what you're going to do. Father, I pray that everything that is of me would be forgotten. I ask, Father, that they remember your name and grab hold to your word today. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. 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 Pastor Ronnie brought the best word last week on husbands, did he not? Women, you ought to be a, uh, applauding, and men, you ought to go, be going, amen. Thank you, God. Because what a great mercy that God would bring us truth. Amen. Um, so this week, I get to talk to you girls. And you are a nervous lot. I have gotten emails. I have gotten text messages. Somebody shook my hand this morning and gave me cash but I'm not going to call her out, Diane Henderson. <laughs> I gave it back, I promise. But I just, you guys have so tickled me. Take it easy on us now, Barbie. <laughs> I mean, have I got that bad a reputation? Are you that scared? I don't think so. I think you got this. Um, it's so funny. I mean, um, my husband is After your message last week, it just confirmed to me what a wonderful husband I have. Except this week, um, (laughs) me being the gracious person that I am, was walking in the kindness that I always walk in, and I tried to do something nice for the man, and he said, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I know what you're doing. You've been studying about being a wife, and you feel guilty. And he was right. (laughs) Can I tell you guys that we have issues. Can I tell you that sometimes when we marry you, when we fall in love with you, sometimes we carry some of those issues, maybe a few, into our relationship with you. And sometimes we have some unrealistic expectations as well, which can be very difficult for you. And we're just going to address those a little bit. A few years ago, several years ago, actually, some of y'all weren't born late. Let's just be honest. Um I was doing one of the first Bible studies that the Lord ever allowed me to write was a study called I Wish Someone Had Told Me. And in it is a chapter on marriage. Man, I could have written a whole book on what not to do. I mean, seriously, uh, learn from that. But I got tickled. I was thinking one day about the expectations sometimes. There's just like maybe one too many Cinderella stories. Maybe one too many glass slippers Maybe one too many times to be rescued from the tower. And so I was just uh, thinking about that one day and I wrote a a little scenario. This is the fantasy, guys. Just so you know what you were up against in the beginning. And this will explain so much. Okay. (laughs) The house is beautiful. Just the way you'd always imagined it would be. The marble columns adorn in the front porch and second-story veranda glisten as the water from the reflecting pool catches the sun, splashing rosy color across their smooth surface. As you walk the length of your porch toward the white wicker swing, your gauzy white dress whispers around your ankles. The breeze catches your waist-length curls, causing them to dance around your perfectly sculpted face. The leaded crystal goblet in your hand feels cool against your lips as you lift it to sip your mint julep. Non-alcoholic, of course. You look out across your perfectly manicured lawn, the magnolias lush and fragrant, and watch your children run to and fro, laughing as they delight in one another's company. Their pristine, expensive clothes look as if they had been hand-tailored for each child. But wait, that's right. They were. (laughs) As you lean back in the swing, you hear the familiar hum of an exquisitely made motor coming from just beyond the very ornate wrought-iron security gate. It's his car, the Beamer. (laughs) That car sounds nothing like my Mercedes, you think to yourself. Soon he is there stepping out of the car. He is left in the circular drive because you know the valet is going to get it. When you see him, your heart begins to pound within your chest. You stand and you start toward him. He smiles. Beautiful white teeth are subtle in contrast to the deep tan that graces his face. <laughs> And you are swept into his embrace. You tuck your head into the warm curve of his neck. And you smell the clean, expensive cologne you gave him earlier that day. Your hearts beat in unison as you hold one another there upon the front porch of your perfect home. The children come bounding up the steps. One boy, one girl, absolutely gorgeous. To greet their much adored, much missed father, they place their small hands within yours. You turn as the maid opens the front door calling, dinner will soon be served. (laughs) Hand in hand, perfect smiles on perfect faces you enter your perfect house where you will spend another perfect evening with your perfect family, just perfect. (laughs) Now let's talk about reality. Ready? <laughs> this double wide will never be clean again. <laughs> you can't even imagine what it looked like clean. The dust webs in the corners of the awning glisten as the stagnant water in the plastic bird bath. lower half broken and lined beside the front steps, reflects the light from yet another hubcap speeding past your curb. <laughs> as you walk the length of your concrete patio heading toward your metal fold-out chair, Stumbling over big wheels, tricycles, and dismembered Barbie dolls. (laughs) Your gray sweatsuit feels tight around your swollen ankles. (laughs) The (laughs) The breeze catches your rollers and causes one to come loose and hang haphazardly beside the one eye. You happen to have time to put mascara on that morning. The crack in the plastic Hardee's cup gets hung on your lip as you take that first sip of red Kool-Aid. You look out onto your brown lawn, the crabgrass lush and fragrant, and you watch your children run to and fro, screaming frantically as they delight in tormenting one another. Their dusty clearance rack clothes look as if they were made for someone else, but wait, that's right, you put his clothes on her. As you lean back against the hot metal back of that chair, you hear the familiar clankety-clank of a rebuilt motor coming from just beyond the overgrown bush that blocks your view of your gravel driveway. It's his truck, the lemon. That car sounds nothing like my Pinto, you think to yourself. Soon he is there, stepping out of the cloud of dust, his truck left. When you see him, your heart begins to pound lack of oxygen from all the dust. (laughs) You stand, your plump legs peeling painfully away from that metal chair, and you start toward him. He smiles, beautiful white tooth, a startling startling contrast to the dust-filled creases that grace his face as you stumble over that soccer ball right into his embrace. Your head lobs forward, banging painfully onto his sweaty collarbone. You smell the familiar scent of baby spit up your daughter gave him earlier in the day. Your hearts beat in unison as you hold one another there on the patio, knowing that at any moment now them children will bound up that hay-like lawn to begin to harass their very tired father. They gallop forward, shove their slug-encrusted hands into your onion and green pepper smelling one. You turn as your brother-in-law opens the front door and calls out, there's something burning in here. (laughs) Hands reaching, frantic looks on well-worn faces. You enter your chaotic house where you will spend another hour making another dinner for a family that will probably not eat it anyway. And that is just perfect. Times the fall from fantasy to reality can be quite painful for all involved, I'm just saying. But I want you to know this morning that just as that was a fantasy and then the reality, that was also a fantasy for some. It's just some silliness. I want you to know that there are also some teachings, some things that have been um, sent out in the houses of God, maybe, perhaps, or maybe just generationally some teachings regarding our roles as women, our roles as wives, that I think are just as fictionally based. Because I believe that the Word of God shows us some pretty strong women. And I just want to talk to you today, and I hope to bring the same grace and truth and and clarity to what I believe the Lord has given me for today. See, the stories about the damsels, and the, the knight riding up on a white horse, those are wonderful. And those are, can, can be so sweet, but they can distort what we think. They can distort expectations. Um, and I have to just talk to, to young girls for just a minute. If you are single or young girls, especially these young women over here, I want you to know something. Um, when I was praying about this, I felt like God said, I want you to just tell them, wait on a knight. And I I thought, that sounds really strange, but I want you to understand something. A knight, they aren't fiction. They weren't fiction, and they aren't today. From the standpoint that a son of God, a true son of God, someone who has some gallantry in him, someone who is, I want you to understand that a knight in the old days, when they married, they sought a wife for her name and her inheritance. And I want you to understand that if you want a knight, if you want someone who is going to treat you like you are someone who is going to treat you worthy of the, of the name of a daughter of God, carry his name. Have his name. Do not do anything to, to, to ruin that name. And know your inheritance Know your inheritance. Walk as a daughter of God. Walk as a daughter of the king. Understand that your father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Understand everything that he has poured into you. And I want to tell you something, girls. My mama used to say this. And I I thought, oh, mama, you're so old-fashioned. And don't chase him. Do not chase him. Because I'll tell you this. My papa used to say, whatever you catch, you got to clean. You don't want that responsibility. Whatever you gain, you maintain. Whatever he sends you, he's responsible for. So you wait on that man that God has for you, that person that he has for you. Do not be diminished. Same thing for all you single ladies. I want all Beyonce there, all you single ladies. Um, Strength, strength, guys. Older women, younger women, know your inheritance in God. Because let me tell you something, for a long time we did wait on nights. And for a long time we did wait on that, um, that, that, that whole thing. But I want you to know something, girls. You can ride a horse. And I want you to know something. you might just be capable of rescuing him from time to time. Because of what God has poured into you, uh, looking at the scriptures, you understand the strength that God has given us, in, in, in the way that He has poured all of this into us, and then asked us to use it in this way. Genesis three sixteen to me, has been one of the most important scriptures. It's been as important in my walk with him as John 3.16. Because Genesis 3.16, God tells the woman, your desire will be for your husband. And can I tell you guys, it is... It is our desire is for you. Our desire is to do you nothing but good all of the days of your life. That is our heart. That's what we want. But in the middle of that, in the middle of that desire, I want you to know that God has poured some stuff into your wives. I want you to understand that God has given them gifts and abilities and strengths that would just blow you out of the water. You have no idea what you have in your hands until you begin to do what Pastor Ronnie said last week. When you begin to love them, when you begin to encourage them and all of the gifts that God has given them, when you begin to just um, be kind to them and sow into them, you watch that woman bloom, you watch her strengths come to fruition. Bible girls, Bible girls, why do we always pick the weaker Bible girls? You understand that Deborah. I love what he says. I love that it, it, when he talks about Deborah, when the scripture about Deborah comes up, it says, Deborah, wife of Lapidoth, was a judge over Israel. She was known for her wisdom. She was known for her discernment. So great was that that she was set up as a judge over the nation. And the, her, her general, Barak, Told her, I'm not going into battle unless you go with me. And she said, that's fine, I'm going to go with you. But today, that that they will be delivered into the hand of a woman. The battle will be delivered. Esther, influence, influence. And to be able as a woman to go, you know what? This is so important to me. These people are so important to me that if I perish, I perish. I'm going to the king. Strong women. She was the wife. The queen of Xerxes a wife did that. Hulda. Huldah was a great prophetess. Her husband, uh, Shalom, was a, a strong man, but she was a prophetess and she was called on by kings. She was a wife and God used her. So I ask you women, what do we do with all of this phenomenal cosmic power? We do what God, God tells us to do with it, because we've got all of this that God has poured into us, and overriding all of that is this knowing that we are daughters of the King. And in the middle of all of that, men, we love you like crazy. Well, some of you are going crazy's right. Um, we so love you. We so have your back. You have no idea how much we want you to win. You have no idea. We want to be your best friend. We want to be your confidant. We want to uh, be there for you. We, want to, uh, we just want to be your right hand in everything. Or to put it in East Tennessee terms, Mr., if you're going to drive this truck, I got shotgun. You better have that man's back. Now see, we've got all of this, and God, loving him's not the issue most of the time. We can love you like crazy, but we do have one small issue, and that small issue is this. R-E-S-B-C-T, find out what it means
1: to me. R-E-S-B-C-T.
0: All the women are dancing because they think it's about them. (laughs) Let's just turn that a little bit. Girls, 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 girls. Respect for your husband. I used to do premarital counseling before Steve and Jill were hired and brought on. And it's a really good thing that they were brought on. Because about six years in... You know, one little couple is just seeking advice on something, and they come in and they begin to pour out their, or she begins to pour out everything. And I don't think she's in here. And cross your fingers. Um, <laughs> and after the spiel and the, the, everything, and the, oh, yeah, 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 I just, okay, I just kind of, kind of went, girl, you need to give that man his pants back. And she did. She needed to give him his pants back. They looked really bad on her. <sighs> yeah, y'all laughed earlier. Now you're going to cry and get all pitiful. <laughs> I am woman, hear me snore. I mean, uh <laughs> Girls, girls, the way you talk to this man God gave you, it... Uh, I, it just, this just, this just bothers me. Girls, don't, don't. <laughs> Did I say don't enough? Guard your mouth sometimes. Don't talk to him like he works for you. Don't belittle him. If you're standing in a group, don't make him the butt of your jokes, the recipient of your sarcasm. Don't cut him down. And, and you know, I, this kind of goes both ways, guys, but I'm addressing the girls today, but you're, you feel free to listen to it too. Don't cut each other down. And can I tell you something else that just really, really gets on my last nerve is when a man will say something and the woman standing next to him will go, oh, no, it didn't happen like that. No, 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 honey, no. And then you just be, to interrupt and correct your husband in front of everybody, stop it. Stop it. It doesn't make him look bad. You look horrible when you do that. I've walked through this foyer before and wanted to go, oh, Jesus. Because the way some of you talk to them, and this is just a common respect thing, you talk nicer to people on the street than you do this man that God has given you. And it ought not to be. So, (laughs) some of us need to hush. If you got that much to prove, then talk about it at home. But if it's so important for you to look like you have the last word and the last say, you got an issue. You got a problem. You don't have to prove you're right when you know you are. Anyway, so let's talk about Respect. Let's talk about respect. You've got all this strength. You've got all this wisdom. You've got all this discernment. And somehow we've got to take all of that power and bring it in and cover it and allow God to do with it what he wills. Because let me tell you something. When you've got a, a man who has great authority and no love, what that turns into in a marriage is chauvinism. And if you've got a woman who has all of these gifts and power and doesn't know how to submit them to her husband, it becomes feminism. Because Satan will distort everything that isn't submitted to God. So here we are. Let's talk about respect. I know all of you girls have got your pens and paper out right now. And I see some of you husbands handing them one. So that's good. (laughs) R. R. Reverence. Scripture says to revere your husband. Reverence. You're like, hey, he's just a man. Why should I show him reverence? Because he is the priest in your household. And God has established that. And see, it's not just a husband issue. It's a lack of reverence in everything that we do. We don't have a reverence for our father's house any longer. We treat it like any other house, and it ought not to be. I'm just saying. We also have a lack of reverence for the authorities that God has placed over us, period. Your president. You might not like him, but you need to be praying for him instead of talking about him. Because what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is wrong. You are coming out from under an established authority. There is no promotion given on the planet unless it comes from God. If he is our president, then it is because God has said he can be. So, walking in a state of reverence. Let it begin with God. Let it transcend to your husband. And then let it trickle out to the rest of your lifestyle. Reverence in the things that we do. E. (laughs) esteem, esteem him. How does this look in your life? This means think a little higher of him than you did when you walked in the door today. This means begin to elevate him a little bit more in your mind, in your thoughts, in your actions, to admire him, pay attention to him, esteem him. You know what, girls? There ought not ever be a time when someone walks in a room and wonders who that man belongs to. And just so you know, that one right there on the second row. (laughs) Ah, Esteem him. Oh, what a beautiful son of God he is. What a beautiful son of God your husband is. To begin to see that. To begin to esteem him in a different way. S. S. Okay, and I'm going to need all the husbands and wives to stand for this one, because this one is the word submit. S is submit. And you know what, girls? If you're not married, if you're not in this, we're going to pray for you guys too. And I want you to sit as close to your girlfriend as you want to. Submission. Guys, let me tell you something. This word in Scripture is hupatasso. Okay? This is the picture. All of my life, I have always, always, ever since I've known how, my favorite place on the planet is to be beside him with him, his arm around me. I love that. I love that. I love sitting with him in church and him having his arm around me. And I, I never understood why. Because it is the perfect picture. Put your arm around her shoulders, guys. Now, wife, tuck your arms around his waist. The word "hupitasso" means "to position yourself under." Position yourself under. And the beautiful thing about this is that it is the exact same picture that is painted in the 91st Psalm when he says, he who abides in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It is the exact same picture that is painted when Jesus looks over Jerusalem and he says, and he wept over them and he said, how I longed to gather you. That, this picture. I want you to remember this picture. This is what the scripture is talking about. And let me tell you something else God told me in in, in balancing this thing, this strength that your wife has and this, all that he's poured into her. Does that mean that when you marry her, she all of a sudden has to become less? No, the picture God gave me is if you want to put your arm around a tall woman, you don't ask her to stoop. You just stand taller. When we stand at our best, you stand at your best. That's the way God designed it. Okay, y'all can be seated. I know you're awake. So women, I want you to understand something. When you hear the word submit, I want you to understand that you are positioning yourself under the covering that God has provided for you, under the same covering that God desires to place his sons and daughters under, under the shadow of the Almighty, under the safety of his wing. That's what God is calling you to. What a privilege that he would protect you like that. What an honor that he would protect you like that. P, protect. Protect him. Not in the same sense that he protects you, but you know what, guys? You are to limit the enemy's access to that man. You limit the enemy's access to that man. How? You intercede for him. You pray for him, not just for the attributes you don't like, You pray for him as a son of God. You lift him up before the Father. You intercede for him and you pray for him. And and let me say this, protect him from you sometimes. Now, I want to preface this by saying I am not speaking to any sort of abuse situation here, guys, okay? If you are in an abusive situation, you need help and we will help you however we can. So this next portion I want you to know is not about you, But girls, the rest of you, stop uncovering your husband. Stop telling your girlfriends all his weaknesses. Stop telling the enemy where he hides. Don't go and and, and berate him or belittle him or share with them things that you have no business sharing. You cover his back. You get his back. You protect that man. You pray for him. You honor him. You respect him and you cover him. And you know, I I hear people sometimes and and you intend to go out. The girls will go out and they're going to have coffee and donuts. But instead of eating donuts, they wind up chewing on their husbands. And it ought not to be. It ought not to be. Guys, love them like crazy. Protect them. E, expect the best from them. Don't, don't. Expect them to fail, expect them to succeed. And let me tell you how you do that. You just, one day you go in your closet and you go, God, show me. How you see this man. Show me God. What you see when you look at him. And Father then I'll speak to that man. I'll begin to call out that man. I'll begin to pray over that man. I'll begin to prophesy over that man. Because let me tell you something. Sometimes you talk to your man like he's a child. And you get a childish response. But if you will speak to the king in him. If you will speak to the God on the inside of him things begin to shift. Expect the best from that man because he is a son of God, a much loved son of God. E see comfort comfort him to the best of your ability. Take all of that phenomenal cosmic power and pour it into him. See, I'm just addressing the husband and wife relationship. In all of this stuff, you might be ruling a country. You might be running this or running that or whatever God has called you to do, but it doesn't diminish what you're called to do with him. Comfort him. Take your gifts, your abilities, your touch, everything you have and bring comfort to him. Don't add burden to him. Spend your life with him in such a way that when you leave, he actually wants you to come back. Don't make him come up your driveway going, please, God, don't let her be mad today. God, I don't know what kind of mood she's going to be in today. Don't be that girl. Don't be that woman. Don't. Make him look forward to coming home. And guys, I mean, our hearts are for you. And T, trust him. Don't second guess every decision he makes. Don't, don't tear him apart. Don't, don't act like you have no confidence in him. Because a lot of times, the way that we think about them, they begin to feel. If you think he's a failure, he's going to feel that. But man, if you go, oh man, that was amazing. What you did, that was, that was fabulous. Yes, I'm behind you 100%. Trust in this son of God that God has given to you, daughters of the king. And together, God will do so many things. I know we've got a band, but we may not have much time. I want you to understand something, sons and daughters of God. When this woman that God has given you will begin to... Show some reverence when she will just love you, when she begins to uh, expect the best from you, when she begins to submit to you in a different way, with a different understanding, knowing that her strength can come under yours and it do nothing but raise you up. When that begins to happen, now God's building something. Now God is doing something. He is strengthening both of you. He is bringing something in both of you. Because like I said, when we stand at our tallest, you stand at yours. And our hearts are for you. We want you. We want you to be everything you can be. We support you. We have your back. We are your ally. We are never looking to tear you apart or to applaud when you fall. We are there to encourage you to be everything that God has called you to be. We want you to succeed. So husbands, love your wives. And wives, respect your husbands. This is His plan. And it's a perfect plan. And He will bring all things together in the center of who He is. And that's what you want. Amen? So, this is what I would like to do. If you all would stand. And I do realize that these last two weeks have been geared toward husbands and wives, and I do not want anybody to feel left out. So daughters of God, I want you to understand everything I just spoke applies to your life. You walk in reverence. You walk in reverence. It is a lifestyle. If you walk in submission to the authorities that are over you, be kind in everything that you do. Be a strong daughter of God. Now, husbands and wives, if you could take that position that I just showed to you just a moment ago. Girls, feel free to hug each other. You just just put your arm around each other right there. Because this is what we're going to do. Husbands, I want you to pray for your wives. I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray that God would strengthen them. That God would encourage them. That God would cover them. I want you to pray for them. And now you guys who aren't married and you got a girlfriend, friend next to you, just pray for them. Alright, you ready? Let's just do this. Father, Father, I thank you so much for the daughters of God in this house. I thank you for the wisdom that you have poured into them. I thank you for the compassion that is a part of who they are, God. And I thank you for the sons of God, Father, to whom you have entrusted these hearts. Now, God, I ask that you strengthen each of them to step up higher, Father, into the roles that you have called them to, Father, so that they can fulfill the destiny that you have for them in Christ, in their marriage, Father. In them, Father God, so that they can run with the horses, Father. I thank you for it, God. I thank you for it, God. I thank you for it, God. Jesus, Jesus I love. You, God. I bless you for it, God. I thank you for it, God. I'm gonna do something I've never done before. I'm gonna poll the audience. Do you all feel like a slow song here or do you want to go out rejoicing? Yes. You want to rejoice? (laughs) Then let's be brave. Let's go out rejoicing. encouragement, daughters of God. If He has placed in you a gift to teach, you better teach. If He has given you the gift of prophecy, prophesy. If you are a preacher, preach, Cheryl Knox. The things that God has called you to do, you step into His grace and allow Him to raise those up in you because the kingdom needs the daughters of God. Amen? Amen. So if you will extend your hand and let me offer you a blessing. May the God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continue to elevate the sons of God and to call up the daughters of God so that they can fulfill the destiny of their lives, God, and their calling. I ask that you cover their heads in this day of battle and that your glory would become their rear guard. I thank you, Father, for what you are doing. I thank you that you will fulfill the word you have sent. And we bless you for it in Jesus' name. And the sons and daughters said, amen. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord.